Welcome to Remotely Creative, a RimCAD podcast where we talk to artists, designers, and wildcards about how they're surviving in the era of COVID-19 isolation. I'm your host, Rob Flattery, and today I'm joined by my friend, celebrity stylist and retired lieutenant of the U.S. Coast Guard, Candace Lambert. Candace has styled Kelly Clarkson, Bon Jovi, Garbage, Green Day, Red Carpets, music videos, and more, and I'm super excited to have her here. Well, Candace, I am so honored that you're here today. I have not seen you in forever, and so I'm really excited that you're here. So thank you so much. Of course. It's my pleasure. Yeah. I'm so, yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit what you do as a stylist, because I have no style. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, wow, that's, that's a loaded question, because there's a lot of things to styling that people don't know about um you know it starts off like if i work with a record label it starts from them i get hired sometimes i have to create mood boards sometimes i have to go through interviews sometimes i have to go meet the artist it it's a lot of i have to meet management there's a lot of approval process through that and then once i kind of get like creative down i obviously do my research on the artist because i kind of go back and look through photos and see what I like and what I don't like kind of like what you can use from them and what you kind of need to maybe change and upgrade mm -hmm. um, and then I listen to their music I kind of do a bunch of research and then I go out and I shop a lot and then we do a fitting and then we do or we pick looks and then we do a photo shoot or a video and then I have to return everything that wasn't used that was going to be my question. Do you have to be that person who returns everything? Yeah. I mean, if they wore it, I keep it. I buy it. You know, there's budgets and stuff. So that's another thing. It's like you get a budget. So let's say they want seven looks and there's five people in the band. That's 30 looks. So you have to make it fit in the budget that they want. It's a lot. It's a lot of calculation. It's a lot of responsibility because you're pulling. So if they want like 30 looks, you need to pull 180. You need to pull more than that. So there's a lot of options. So you're pulling hundreds and thousands of dollars of clothes and you're in charge of it and responsible for it. So you have to like be very meticulous in your paperwork and um, itemize and it's, it's a whole thing. Is there a lot of spreadsheets? Uh, no, I don't really do spreadsheets. Uh, it's more like each time you pull from a store, <laughs> it's spreadsheets in the military. I'm good on budgets that way. Uh, it's more of like the, the, the store will give you an itemized receipt and it's usually big. It's, it's not like a normal receipt you get and it has like all details in it. And then you, you go and you check in from that. Like you, you call it checking in our industry, but you go and you take that receipt and you count the pieces you look at the tags and make sure they match the color, the size. You wrap it up nice and neat. You return it if it wasn't used. Wow. So I'm, I'm glad that you're not using spreadsheets because that is uh, a hell in everyone's life. <laughs> so no, I, I, I quit Excel. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. You need to celebrate. Go out to Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> so how is working with celebrities different than than other clients um well it's you know celebrities and musicians are it's two different animals um musicians i think 
they're creatives. They're all creatives, but they're a creative in a different way. Like they really just want, they have a vision of what they want. They know, they usually know. And if you don't know, you, you get them there. It's a lot of discussion and a lot of like going through photos and ideas and stuff. But um, the, it's for them, it's more of becoming the image that they want to be with celebrity. It's, I don't want to say it's easier, but you can throw a beautiful gown on them and they're going to look great. It's more of finding the perfect gown for the movie they're doing or what their press is that kind of fits in that. But it's not really creating Lady Gaga. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally makes sense. Totally makes okay. sense. Yeah. But an average person is just excited to look cool. They don't really know fits and cuts for their body sometimes. They don't really know what flatters them or what they're doing wrong or what, you know, they should be wearing what colors, you know. So it's kind of fun because it's a little easier because they're really open. They're just, make me look cool, please. <laughs> good in the cheapest way possible. And that, I'm like, I get it. That sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's your favorite part about your job? I mean, I, I'm guessing I know since. My favorite part, uh, I guess, would be like the end of it. Like when you see everything you've done come in fruition and it's all there, like the video or the photo shoot. And the best part is when it's something you like put everything you have into and it turns out exactly where you want. Cause you do some jobs where you, you know, the client will hold you back or they just don't get it or somebody doesn't get it. And it's like this thing and you see it and you're like, mm, could have been better. Right. But sometimes it just warms the little heart, you know, when it's completely the whole package and you really did what you can do. I love that's, that. That's awesome. Do you ever like headbutt with record labels? Maybe, you know, if you're hired by a label, the, you know, the artist wants to look one way or they're, uh, they're one, one side of it. And then the label wants them to be something else. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> all the time you know because sometimes i mean to be frank labels are run by like people who are way older than you and i and they don't really get what's happening with 20 year olds or what is cool or what's not so they don't understand it or they have a vision of where they think that artist should be and the artist is like i do not want to be that at all <laughs> you know? so it's a real it comes into a big discussion with the artist and the management and then back to the label so you kind of got to tug and pull and you know you have to kind of find a way to meet in the middle with that and it gets hard because you got to balance it because they're trying to sell records and they're trying to get somebody in Idaho to like it as much as somebody in California who understands right. somebody in Florida. Um, but you don't want to sell, I feel like the artist short ever because then it just looks cheap and inauthentic and you're like, why did we do that? Nice. Yeah. That authenticity. I think that that's very important with everyone yeah. that you probably style. So. Yeah. I mean like Bowie didn't probably care what the record label thought. <laughs> like he, he didn't care and that's when you know it's like that when you see prince you know prince was like i want a purple jacket and i'm gonna wear this and purple heels yeah i'm gonna do it <laughs> and you're like i want to be part of that too no, i want to be there with you that's awesome 
So did I see that you're collaborating on some jewelry? I am. I, you know, the entertainment industry shut down. So what do, what does a stylist do when their clients aren't working? And I'm also creative like you, and it's just, you go stir crazy. I've been a little bored, grateful because I'm healthy and my family's healthy. But I, you know, I, I don't think, I worked at the movie theater when I was 15. <laughs> I've had a job every year of my life. I was in the military, you know, like I don't stop. So for me, this is the longest period I've ever had in my life without going to work. And I have to say, I do not like it. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I was sitting there and Conplot I've used for years. Um, Miranda is an amazing designer. I put her on all my clients. She's totally hooked me up. I mean, tons and tons of free stuff. And she sends me boxes and she's so generous with her product. And she reached out to do a collaboration. Um, and I said, yeah, I'll do it if we can give to the coronavirus. You know, I heard about all the kids like and families that are struggling because they were using, you know, the schools to pay for their food, not to pay to feed their children, I should right. say. Like they paid the fee of the year to have their children fed. So they would have breakfast or lunch or sometimes, you know, that afternoon snack if they have childcare after. And these families are struggling to provide, they were struggling to provide dinner, the one meal and weekend meals. And now they're struggling to give all meals and they're not working. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. So that was my big thing was to feed children and families that are, affected by COVID. So I asked her to give some of the proceeds to that. And then also she gets some of the proceeds to help her. She's helped me so much and I love her stuff. So um, we just collaborated on that and it turned out pretty great. I named it after some of the people that I love to style, some of my girls um, that have worn her, like Kelly um, Kirsten from Pentatonix, Adrian is Billy Joe's wife from Green Day. Sarah Wright is uh, Trey Cool's wife and uh, Lady J, I don't know if you know her, mm -hmm. um, from Pose. She is a writer and a creator and pianist and an amazing talent. And then obviously Stana, who um, is an actress and she is brilliant. She has like 80,000 degrees and speaks like nine languages. And she empowers me all the time when I talk to her because I'm like, boy, you're lazy. And I'm not a lazy person. <laughs> I need to like up my game. When I I'm know she, she's putting it up there. You gotta, yeah. you gotta step it up, Candice. I know. I'm like, okay. And she'll just like bust out in another language to her husband. And I'm like, oh. she's like, you know, Italian. I'm like, mm, no. So anyways, I named it after women who empower me and that I love. And I thought that was kind of fun way to, uh, you know, just give them some love and then people would relate and they wear those pieces. So whoever buys them, is giving back and also will be wearing the same thing they're wearing. That's amazing. Well, yeah. I'm, I, I saw that when you posted it on social media and I was like, this is amazing. And then I keep forgetting to ask Shelly what she wants because I'm lazy and a horrible husband, but we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, let's get that. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, with all the Zoom meetings and everything, people staying inside, do you think this marks the death of professional attire? Like I'm wearing shorts. My, I think it does. My husband thinks it marks the death of office buildings. He thinks that companies and uh, stores and other things will 
just zoom it out now and you'll work from home. Like why pay $20,000 in rent if you can do it from home and save your company some money? He really thinks the social distancing will social distance us for real. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can see that. I, for me, you know, I, I find a lot of value in it, but I miss seeing people. I miss being able to walk down the hall. I miss, you know, going into the classroom and actually just popping my head in and talking to people. So I I bet. I do too. Yeah. um, It's crazy, crazy times we are living in. I always say that I'm an introvert, but I don't want to be told to be an introvert. Exactly. That's, (laughs) that's where I'm at. Like, I'm good staying home, but I want the ability to go out. Don't, yeah. don't put me in a box. Yeah, I don't want it to be my decision. <laughs> exactly. So do you think your experience in the Coast Guard helped prepare you for a scenario like this? For a pandemic? Yeah. I'm... Yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm a first responder. Um, I have, yeah, I definitely know a lot of things about pandemics I've gone through so much training with PPE like I mean I don't even know where to start like war stuff like I always have a hard time articulating because I have to put it in layman's terms and there's so many acronyms um but yeah I I get that you have to listen and you have to hunger down like I don't understand how people don't understand that this is you know this virus is not a joke it's deadly it's lethal like it's killing young people now everything so you're not because they have asthma or anything mm-hmm. like you have to be really really safe and if you it's just like if you don't take the responsibility i think it's grossly irresponsible because you could kill others like you might be okay with it but you could kill other people around you so the military, we listen to those kind of orders when they say, you shouldn't be doing this because you might die. You go, okay, I won't do this. I, I think it's pretty simple. And yeah, it sucks. I'm not getting paychecks right now. You know, we're all living hard, um, but I still want to wake up tomorrow. For sure. For sure. Sense? Yeah, no, that makes perfect I don't know sense. I answered the question, but yes military has taught me that when somebody says a pandemic is going on you listen you listen loudly yeah sadly i did not know what the word pandemic was until i first heard it a couple months ago what do you think it was like something panda yeah i wish maybe it's like what what happens when you really want panda express and then it's 2 a.m i don't know orange chicken Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, you know, I I heard an epidemic, and then I kind of put put the. I'm like, oh, those connect, but I didn't realize that it was like, pandemic was the entire globe. I don't know if that tells you how bad the educational system in Tennessee was or what, but. Well, I mean, that would be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, so. Um, thinking of the military, did the military shape your personal style at all? You know, uh, I mean, I guess I like tailoring now because of them. Clean lines and I've always really loved militant style, to be honest. Like, I love an old vintage military jacket. Did you used to wear one in high school? Yeah. I thought so. And so, 
that was great. But you know, I was so stubborn in the military. They gave us these long skirts to wear with these silly heels. And I was like, no, I'm wearing trousers. <laughs> I would tailor all my stuff to fit. And I'd sew my pockets shut so it was nice and crisp and flat, you know, just so I could look the sharpest I could look. So I don't think it did my personal style, but I definitely made my military outfit look better. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So speaking of pockets being shown sewn shut, what's the deal with women's clothes not having pockets? I don't know. It's really frustrating. I have to say, I, I have like a, a bunch of cute jumpers, and I go shopping, and sometimes I just want to run in and throw my phone in my pocket and just my wallet, and I don't have a pocket. I'm like, why do I not have a pocket? <laughs> I'm all for equal opportunity pockets. Let me tell you. <laughs> And I also want people to figure out women's clothes and men's clothes as far as button-up shirts. Can we can we agree on one level of buttons? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I need to dig why we do that. That was even like that in the military. So I would wear men's trousers and tailor them, and I'd wear the women's blouse because it fit better, obviously. Mm -hmm. They call it a gig line, and you have to have like your the seam of your shirt where it buttons match the seam of your trouser pants but it would be opposite off because it was the ones this way and the ones this way so you'd have to kind of get it perfect so you wouldn't get gigged for it but again why are we buttoning on the opposite sides well, shelly told me it was because women button their own shirts and then they would button men's shirts i'm gonna look that up she might be right yeah, I mean, she, you know, damn cost... men can't do anything for yourselves. It's true. You make but... shirts so we can button them for you. <laughs> I, it's not me. I'm ready for one. I do laundry around here, and I hang up shirts. And when I have to hang up her shirts, I just don't know how to button the top button to get it to stay on the hanger. It drives me nuts. You ever dry anything you're not supposed to? All the time. <laughs> so does my husband. Drives me crazy. Yeah, Shelly. Like, just don't touch it. Just yeah. don't touch the laundry. I'll she... do it. Shelly calls all her clothes single single use clothing because I'm going to be the <laughs> one who washes it and dries it. So, yeah, I'm I get it. getting better. Get Shelly to give me a call. We'll talk about this. Always on cold too. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a sort the laundry, um, sort it into colors. Everything goes cold except for sheets, and I'm I've got a yeah, regiment down. Right, sheets and towels should be hot. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, funny thing is, in high school, I did not know how to do laundry. I never did it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, our friend Russ had to teach me how to do laundry, which is the weirdest thing that anyone has ever had to teach me. Oh, good old Russ taught you how to do laundry? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I didn't even know Russ did laundry. Yeah, he did. I think he's getting a new washer and dryer this week. So good for him. Shout out good to Russ. Bill Russell with the laundry tools yes boys what's up <laughs> exactly he taught me i'm totally happy and that's how i learned how to do laundry um so what advice do you have for those trying to break into the fashion industry um it's so funny because i i did a bunch of, uh, of internships and I was not paid obviously and I, I did them for a while and then I became a second assistant and a first assistant. So I think you should definitely intern. And I did this um, kind of conference where a bunch of stylists came together and we had a panel and we sat and we let a bunch of people talk and ask questions and we answered them. Um, and all of them were like, 
how do I, so if I intern for like a week, will I get paid? No, no, no. You don't like when will I start to, can I start styling after a week? No, no. See, this is, it's a craft. You have to learn how to do paperwork. You have to have relationships stores. You have to learn how to like be around clients. You know, there's a whole, there's a ton of things. And I think that this generation just wants everything really, really fast and they want it now. So my one piece of advice would be find a stylist. And if you really want to be in it, you intern and you work hard, make sure you have a car, they'll pay your gas and their food and all that stuff. But you have to have like a job so you can go style on your off time and so on. Like put in the hours is what I'm saying. Put in the work, know your craft. That is a very good advice. Um, I, one of my first um, college professors, first class I ever took in an art department, uh, his one piece of advice that has always stuck with me was take pride in your craft. So yeah. you know, that's, the, that's the big thing that is always stuck with me. If you're going to do something, you do it all in. So. No, you don't want to. And you know what would happen if they went on set and they had money and labels and management and artists and photographers and directors and everything looking at you? And then you screw up the budget and you owe thousands of dollars. You know, it's like, it's not, it's for real. It's not, you're not just there. I think a lot of people are like, Oh, it's so cool. You're around celebrities. Yeah. For like an hour and a fitting. And then on the photo shoot, but there's a whole week of prep and a half week of returns after that. You're not around them. <laughs> and you have to know what you're doing. have to know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That I assume the celebrity part is the very small minute part and it's all the minutia that, uh, goes along with it yep so kelly clarkson show were you mm -hmm. on the very first episode at the very end i don't know if it was the first episode i saw the clips everybody like i got four people who sent me the clip so i don't know what episode i was on i think it was like within the first week right no yeah. you know what? it might have been the first one i yeah. thought it was the first one like right at the end right yeah, there it might be the first one yeah because the opening had my old uh my old uh subordinate in it that's awesome but that was random too she writes me on instagram my old subordinate she was an e4 she writes me she's like hey are you gonna be at the filming for the kelly clarkson show on uh you know on i think it was a saturday because kelly had gotten all these women to do like the nine to five skit and she got women firefighters and actually women police force and so on you know construction workers all women and that's really what they do and my girl got out of the coast guard to be a full-time police officer she's a sheriff in orange county and so she's like hey i'm gonna be at that nine to five shoot are you gonna be there and i was like yeah find me so i when I was with Kelly, I walked Kelly up and got a photo with her and talked to her and we chatted for a while and stuff. But I didn't know the show thing was happening. Oh. Yeah, till the last minute. They were like, hey, you're going to be mic'd and you're going to go out there. So her that in that whole speech, I didn't know anything. Like I was shocked about. It was a surprise. That's awesome. Very yeah, how cool. rare is that? Yeah, I, I, you, made, you made the rounds. Yeah, I do, I guess. <laughs> So, um, is she, so are you, she doing her show remotely now? Yeah, she's in Montana and she is doing talk show clips. I sent her clothes to do the lives today because the lives start for the voice, which is 
you know, it's hard to send clothes <laughs> of somebody to put on by themselves. I mean, it sounds silly, but it really is. Like, I haven't seen her. I don't know what's, you know, going on with her physically. Mm -hmm. You know, we all change overnight. And I, it's hard, you know, things need to be tailored and sewn properly. And it's, it's just a little nerve wracking to be just sitting in a box of clothes. I try to keep it casual and cool and easy. <laughs> so, nice. you know, to make it not difficult for her, but. No, no leather lace up in the back that someone has no. to assist. <laughs> no, she she probably would call me and be like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> what are you doing to me? You are not here. Don't do this." Well, so. next box you send, you should put in some weird costume and not explain it and just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. She's so funny. She'd probably put it on and wear it during the lives. You know, just to get back at me and be like, "Huh? We thought this would ruin me, but here you go." I say do it. I say find that Easter Bunny costume on sale. Send it out. I will. I'll do it beforehand and have the next case coming the next day. Nice. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh -huh. So do you have any um, quarantine-specific styling tricks or advice for our listeners? I mean, really, I'm wearing black T-shirt and black jeans. Like, no, you're at home. You black? Never... All black. All black. If you want to be a bum, this is your time. Right? Enjoy it. Live in it. Sweats. Hang out. Gym clothes. Because that day will change. If you work on Wall Street, you know this isn't your life. This is not going to be forever. So who cares? Nobody's looking at you. So no, I have zero styling tips for quarantine. I like it. I wore jeans for the first time in a month yesterday. I've been shorts, even when it was snowing here. I, I stuck with the shorts because I only go out to take the dogs out. So, Wow. Yeah. I had to go out in public. I had to go back to the campus. You know, I had to put on the jeans. I had to find the belt. <laughs> I'm a jeans and shirt guy. So. <laughs> I can't believe you're a dean. Yeah, me neither. Figure that one out. <laughs> Don't give it away. Don't give away my history. So I know. I was like, what is he going to bring up about me? <laughs> no, your secrets are safe. Okay, good. You're so too. But I think that's awesome, by the way. Well, thank you. I think you. it's impressive, for sure. Yeah, I went, I, you know, I, I'm still trying to figure it out. It's been over five years or so, and I'm maybe almost, yeah, a little over five years, almost six years, I think. I can't do the math, but it's it's weird. Still. You're such an adult. Uh, I, uh, not so much when I have toys <laughs> around me everywhere. Like my Colonel Sanders pop figure. Uh, that, that is beautiful. I didn't know that that existed and I felt that I had to have it in my life. Did you buy it for yourself or was that a gift? No, I totally bought it for myself. <laughs> Every, everyone has a hard time buying gifts for me because Why? they're like, I bet you have that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You have like a collection of things? Oh, multiple collections of things. Like multiple. Star Wars stuff? Yes. <laughs> I just figured. So when I was a kid, and you mm -hmm. probably have very similar experiences based on your dad, um, every time my dad would go out of town, you know, he was special ops, so every time he yeah. would go out of town, he would bring me back a Star Wars figure. Oh. So... Like when I was a little kid. So I no. have 
talking about when you were in high school. Yeah, no. He was retired when I was in high school. I think he retired from active duty, so like 94. Go ahead with your story. Yeah, so he would bring me back a Star Wars figure every time. And so I still have all of those in the original case. And You have to keep all that, by the way. Yeah, that is like the one thing that I always remember him coming home, you know, seeing him the next day and he would give me a, a star wars figure come to find out i think he bought like mass quantities of them and just had them in like the <laughs> trunk of his car because you know when you come back from iraq or wherever you don't really have time to go to the toy store apparently mm-hmm. so you probably yeah. know that yeah i mean my dad was always gone yep when he came back um he always brought me something back from where he was so it's kind of the same thing you know it's just kind of a thing of i was thinking about you yeah which is totally awesome i mean you know i remember him coming home and i was watching superman and he brought me a star wars figure and i just like that's one of my favorite memories he was gone a lot your dad was gone a lot i mean it's just part of it um it was weird to be obsessed with gi joe like the little figures oh yeah yeah do you remember those yeah oh yeah totally and then also transformers the real transformers back in the day like showing our age but who's your favorite G.I. Joe character? I love, was it Robin? The redheaded girl? Uh, Scarlet. Scarlet. Why do I think Robin? She looks like a Robin. Yeah, Yeah, Scarlet. I loved her. And I love Thundercats, She-Ra, He-Man, Jim, all that stuff. Yeah, didn't they come out with the Jim movie? Didn't see it. I couldn't watch it. I, I think it stayed in theaters like three days. <laughs> I just loved that cartoon. I have so many fond memories from that that I just couldn't go there because I wanted to be them. I wanted to be Bowie and Jim. <laughs> I, I see it and I totally appreciate it. <laughs> but that cartoon was rad when we were kids. Oh yeah. I, I, you know, I, every once in a while I'll watch something from when we were kids and some of it holds up and some of it does not. I know. My daughter's too, so we, you know, we didn't let her watch any movies for two years. She just turned two. But we got on the pandemic, and boy, have things changed. <laughs> um, what also, what are you watching on repeat, is my question, because that's what it has to be, right? Frozen 2. <laughs> that's what I figured. And, you know, I didn't like it at first. My husband and I were talking about this. Like, we thought the songs were bad and all that stuff. Now it's really good. <laughs> I you, think you, I get it. You're back yeah. in it. But you watch the old ones that we loved, and some of them are really bad. Like, I yeah. watched Five Old American Tell. Uh-huh. Mm. Do you no. remember that? No. Yeah, I mean, that. I remember it, but it doesn't hold up. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. I was so sad. Anyways. Well, um, what what was I watching? Um, Silver Spoons? Do you remember the TV show Silver yeah. Spoons? Because that was, that was Ricky Schroeder's life is what I wanted. I wanted the train through the through the house i have not got that yet but it's on the way my wife's going to be really up, should remember up, yeah. his bed yes car bed Corvette, right yeah yeah and he had the, all the arcade games which i have a couple yeah. i have the star wars arcade game and i have golden tea so you ever come to denver come over we'll play okay um yeah so all right very important question i'm on zoom meetings all the time what should i wear to my next zoom meeting I think you should go really cool with a black t-shirt. Black t-shirt? All right. So here, here's my problem with the black t-shirt. 
Uh-huh. Two dogs and a cat. Oh, yeah. And... You gotta stay away from black. <laughs> gray, gray's good. Like, light gray's. Like, what you have on is nice. My whole yeah. life is gray. Oh. That's... Uh, I mean, I'm not, like, in a negative way. <laughs> I mean... People at the school will tell you anytime they ask me what color I should, we should paint something or what color I should print this in or this or that. I say gray. My whole house is gray. Do you yeah. see my colors? My whole house is gray, black, and white. Yep. Me too. Zero color, really. I, my dog. I got a little pop of color here and there. So, yeah. but no. gray, I'm black, not, white, I'm not, with you. Not like a shiny, poppy, colorful house person. So, like, is your whole wardrobe gray is what you're telling me? Uh, no, I, I um, buy lots of just, like, button-up shirts. I buy, like, North Face shirts and uh, stuff that makes it look like I'm outdoorsy, apparently. I am not. It, I just like the shirts because they hold up. So a lot of, what, plaid? Yeah. I don't know. I'm in Colorado. That makes sense, right? Yeah. No. You said <laughs> it. I was there. I got why. <laughs> Definitely got why. It's like my friend lives up past in Pasadena. Uh-huh. She's like, it's all granola fish. She's from Miami and she's beautiful. She's like, you know, used to wear these dresses and colors and she's Venezuelan. So she's very, you know, flamboyant in her wardrobe, which is fun. And she's like, everybody up here would just wear fleece. So she said, to me, she's like, I have to change my whole aesthetic. She's like, it's so, so you get it. You kind of acclimate to where you are living. I have. Shelly has not. Um, she wears her heels. You know, she's not. She she won't. She won't compromise on that. She's heels, dresses. Oh yeah. I mean, she's she's totally into it. So, um, which you know, I'm with. I I'll, I'll probably go gray t-shirt next time. That's. We had orientation today. Have, That's like, why I have this on. Do you have a suit? Um. I do not. You don't own a suit? Um, so I have a suit at my parents' house, and I left oh. it at my parents' house because the only reason I even have a suit is for funerals. So What about, like, date night? Uh, yeah, so we went to a wedding a few months ago, and Shelly wanted me to dress up, and I was like, yeah, I probably have something. And then 20 minutes before, I was like, it's button-up shirt and jeans, because that's all I wear. Um, was it a night wedding? It was. Oh, my God, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Shelly's like, we're getting you a suit. We're getting you a tailored suit. You're not going to, you know, do this. And we had a big event at, at school last year, and I was like, oh, I've got jeans that aren't regular jean color. I've got gray jeans. That's what I'm going to wear. <laughs> what about black jeans? Um... I don't have. I don't think I have any black jeans. You need a black jacket and black jeans. All right. Well, I've got lots hey, of Jordans. Jordans. Hey, John Cash. Well, just think if you were in a black jacket and black jeans and Jordans on, that'd be cool. Yeah, I got a huge, huge He's... closet of of sneakers over there. It's a room. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sad. No, I mean, I get it. You should see my closet. Can't say anything to you about it. So speaking of closets, it's spring cleaning season. You got any tips for that? Oh, my God. I did. So Kelly had that one lady on. What's her name? I'm going to kill my assistant. Would kill me right now because she loves Maria Kondo. Maria Kondo. Kondo. Yeah. You know where you pick something up and if it doesn't bring you joy, you get rid of it kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. So she had her on, and then everybody did it. Kelly did it. Everybody did it. So I was like, okay, I'll go through my closet. So I went through my closet, and I didn't hold it and say, does this give me joy or anything like that. I just went through my closet, and I got rid of a bunch of stuff. But now I look for things, and I have gotten rid of it. See, I'm, I feel like we're kind of the same. Yep. I might need it later. It's totally I true. I don't, I'm not a big hoarder. I have a lot of things, but I will get to it. Eventually. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not like a hoarder where I have stacks of clothes in my hallways and stuff like that, but I have a few closets in a room. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got um, a, I've got a lot of t-shirts sitting over there that I need to emotionally part with. I know. So I'm not really one. I don't think I'm a good person to ask about quarantining and spring cleaning at the same time because I regret my condoing. <laughs> Yeah. Did did you did you get rid of it or did you No, I got rid of it. I sold some of it. Got rid of it. Yeah. I know. It's a horrible idea. Horrible I idea. I regret it. Yeah, I'm always like if you want to get rid of something, Shelly, you just take it and you don't tell me. <laughs> would you know though? Um yeah. Would totally. you look for it one day? Yeah, I would too. I might so, not know right away, but I would find out. I will find out. Yeah. She- Shelly She's, she's my savior. She organizes my things a lot, but here's the deal. I know where everything is in my mess and she, she does, she organizes and I can't find anything. Um, but you know, we're, we're, we're good. I'm not a messy person. I have a lot of things and everything's put away and it has its spot, but sometimes I have to us up here is I will have a pile of mail or documents or paperwork and I kind of have like a pile on my husband's desk that I'm looking at I cleared out some of it today and then I have a pile out like on the table right now and it drives him crazy but I'm I'm like don't touch it and know exactly what is there yep you know if I can have one thing that's not put away it's going to be this pile while I get to it I'll get to it but let me do it do it on my time exactly Kind mm-hmm. of like this quarantine thing. <laughs> exactly. I want to quarantine myself on my <laughs> No, I, I wasn't ready for it at this point. I was, I'm good with staying home, but I needed to do it on my time. Yes. <laughs> you know, we were in Paris. Oh. I didn't think I was going to, right when this hit, I was home a week before everything stopped. And so I'm lucky I got back in. My husband and I both did. Because he was in London. He works for John Bon Jovi. He's his manager. So he oh, was okay. in London with John, and I went to Paris Fashion Week, and he met up with me for like a day there. And then we flew home, but there was nobody in the airport. Like, it was weird. Yeah, I, I flew home from L.A. March 13th, and that was when they were like, it was first kind of going a little crazy. I think that Wednesday, the 11th, is when – you know, the NBA um, canceled their season or postponed their season. And then it's heart in your heart. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you are, are you watching last dance? Of of course. Now, how good is that? Uh, I mean that Dennis Rodman is my favorite player of all time. So well, that's not shocking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it really brought back those memories and just being able to relive that. And then just hearing some of the stories that, we didn't have the internet then, so you didn't didn't know everything instantaneously. So no, finding he out was, some good stuff. He Michael was our Kobe, you know. Oh, totally. 
I mean, they're Kobe, <laughs> our Kobe. Yeah. Um, I was a huge Utah jazz fan. My husband always laughs at this because he's like, so you loved watching them get spanked their whole career? And I was like, yeah, I did. I loved um, Malone, Stockton. Dirty <laughs> John Stockton. He was. Boy, totally he was. was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I used to go to O'Charlie's and watch those games. I would sit with my boyfriend and watch, we'd watch it, the Bulls. And oh, yeah. So all of that is like, I was hardcore into it at that time. Yeah, we didn't oh. have like NBA League Pass. You had whatever, like one or two games they would show a week, or you had WGN Superstation, which showed all the Bulls games. Mm-hmm. So that's all I watched. But I feel like this documentary is done really well, don't you? It's kind of cool how it flashes forward and back. And I didn't know the whole thing about Pippin. I knew he was grossly underpaid. I just didn't know that there was a, a thing about it. Yeah. I didn't know it at the time, though, is what I'm saying. I don't remember that being talked about, but who knows? I probably wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I mean, I don't sad. think there was that much news coverage about it, I guess. But I remember Rodman being a thing. Remember that? Which is funny because they talk about like, what if he was like that now? Nobody would care. Yeah. I mean, he was the first one to start any of that. Yeah. And I remember it, it being like his hair color and the way he acted. And how dare he? And he was a wild child. And now it's like, whatever. He's not my ro- anybody... role model growing up. So <laughs> I'm sure that's not hard to believe either. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember your fashion back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, what what kind of fashion did I have? What was there a word fashion that was part of that? I mean, I feel like you were, we were all kind of the same. We were kind of like the I don't think we were preppy by any means. So we were kind of just like grungy rock punk kids walking mm-hmm. around kind of wearing whatever we could get in Clarksville, Tennessee that represented who we wanted to be. Exactly. I mean, I don't think we looked <laughs> cool by any means, but <laughs> I mean, I think we looked cool. I think you look cool. Thank you. I mean, we tried, right? We did the best we could. Exactly. So this, this whole thing, it's, it's over. We get the all clear to go back out. What's the first thing you're going to do? Well, I probably will work right away. (laughs) I would like to, you know, this is going to sound so silly. I can't wait to get my nails done. I don't know. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a girly girl. I don't know how to do nails. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to go to get a coffee. For, I just want my kind of my regular life back. It's not a lot. It's nothing like, oh, I have to go do this. It's just, I want my routine. I want to go right. to Pilates class. I would like to go see everybody in my stores that I see all the time. I really want to see all my glam teams and friends. Um, that kind of stuff. Awesome. Uh, I hear that press on nails, they're, they're <laughs> going crazy right now and they're jacking up the prices on them. Uh, really? Yeah. Shelly was like, they're normally $8 and now they're 25 because everybody's having to use them. Like they're like price gouging on press on nails right now. My assistant wears them all the time because she's a nail biter. So she always has these really cool nails and people are like, how did you do that? Press ons. She, see, I would never sit down and do that. I don't want to do it. I'm, I don't want to take the time to put on press on this. I don't care enough. I'd rather have somebody else do them. Yeah, no, totally. I get it. I mean, get pampered, right? You deserve it. Yeah. 
And I also, have you ever painted your own nails? I bet you have. Oh, totally. <laughs> Remember you have a nail polish. Oh, yeah, and totally. I'm awful. I'm not a good, like, it doesn't look good. So why would I waste my time for crap when I can have somebody else? I can pay $20 and somebody will do it for you. Yeah, well, 25 years ago when I was in high school, I found out that A, I could not follow the lines and do it right. So I would just paint it all over and then just wash my hands until my skin came off. And then they looked perfect the next day. I know, right? <laughs> I don't remember what my nails looked like in high school. Who knows? You know, I I, I was probably the only person and one of only guys in Clarksville that would paint their nails and... Got some looks, but whatever. I made it through, right? You did. You're surviving. Look at you. You're a dean. I know. It's it's impressive. It's, it is impressive. It's not impressive. <laughs> I think it's impressive. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I do. It. I think that's I'm, cool. And I'm so glad with all your success. I'm, I'm you. glad to know you, and I'm glad that you um, got to come on today. Oh, I lost your video, but you're still here. Oh, there you are. I'm glad to know you, too. Yeah. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Hang on. Don't hang up after I end this because I want to talk to you for another minute or two. Okay. Um, but again, thank you so much for taking your time. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I hope I answered everything that you wanted to know. Totally. Totally. Well, thank you, Candice. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode. Remember, you can find links and images from today's guests on our website, remcad.edu forward slash remotely creative. And don't forget to submit your questions for us by emailing remotely creative at remcad.edu. That's rmcad.edu. Make sure to subscribe to Remotely Creative wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Special thanks to our team here, Gretchen Marie Schaefer, Chris Daly, Mel Kern, Josh Smith, and Madeline Austin for making today's episode possible. Once again, take care of yourself and take care of each other. We'll see you soon.